This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Taking Care in Business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information. Hey, Vicki. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? A little miscombobulated, but I'm okay. Good. Yes. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Yes. I want to thank you for making me a part of your grant committee for Best Boy. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. That was so, that was great. It yeah. was so awesome. I, first of all, I just want to tell the listeners, um, Kathy did a uh, grant for um, her company, one of her companies, Best Boy, and she had 52 applications from yeah. nonprofits. Yeah, we did. And she put together a group of um, different people that are in uh, the, you know, sort of farm to table and the food industry and 100 percenters to review those applications. And she included me. And so um, it was just such a cool process. And it was neat to see you wearing your best boy hat. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, thank it was really you. cool. And that is, well, thanks for doing it because I know that it was some work involved with that. But that's actually a perfect segue da, 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 into our next guest. So one of the things I love the most about uh, this podcast is the innovation we get exposed to through the companies we interview, right? So this our next guest, I'm going to keep people on their, you know, like pins and needles here, is no exception. Uh, <laughs> Impact Makers has been disrupting the, cult, the consulting world since its inception. Impact Makers provides management and technology consulting service in IT, data, cloud, information security and risk management, agile and transformation for clients in healthcare, financial services, and the public sec sector. Now here's the innovative part and the tie-in, right? Impact Makers is a Virginia benefit corporation that is committed to helping members of the community by contributing 100% of its net profits to charities over the life of the company. Um, Impact Makers is driven to create meaningful change for their clients, community partners, and themselves. They utilize their business model to transform the business value of their work into social value for the community through partnerships with local nonprofits that include financial contributions as well as pro bono engagements. Um, we are lucky to have Rodney Willett, the Vice President of Community Impact at Impact Makers. He is responsible for promoting the company's social enterprise business model and public relations. Rodney also supports the company's business development efforts for government. He has more than 25 years of experience working with government and commercial entities and helping um, to meet the, their management and technology needs. Prior to being with Impact Makers, Rodney served as a public se sector lead for Virginia for North Highland, a global management consulting company. So um, I'm really excited to welcome Rodney. We did meet in... Um, Connecticut when I went out there for to meet with Newman's own oh, to yeah. talk about this whole hundred percenter. So welcome Rodney. 
Oh, it's delighted to be here. Thank, thank you, Kathy. Great to uh, great to be in line with you. So, tell us a little bit about Impact Makers. Um, we know what you guys do, a consulting company. I think it's really interesting. So many of the hundred percenters, I feel like, are product-based businesses. Yours is professional services, so that's a little bit different. That, that's right. A L- little, little different from a um, maybe from a marketing standpoint <laughs> in sure. that sense, but 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 still the uh, the commitment to the mission and the commitment to uh, the give back and make a difference uh, parts. Uh, um, it's interesting because we we were fortunate to connect with Newman's Own uh, early on and. They were actually aware of us uh, as a company that had committed to being 100% profits to charity, and, and we, we essentially uh, created a professional services version of what they were doing uh, in terms of that, that commitment. Um, so it was pretty cool to have uh, someone from the consumer products world talking to us and saying, yeah, you can do it in professional services too, and um, that was really gratifying. Well, I loved it how you said that they – you were intimidated by reaching out to them. You eventually did, and they knew who you were. That was intimidating. <laughs> we know who you are. Um, now they had done their research. They had looked um, around the country, um, and this is going back uh, several years ago. But they were they were doing their research to see you know who else might be out there um, with with a similar uh, business uh, model, and, and actually found um, a couple handfuls of companies, including Impact Makers. Uh, uh, it's actually scary because even at that point, we, we were one of the larger <laughs> ones they found. Um, we're, we're about 100 consultants now. Um, we're quite that large then, but, um, yeah, they were, they were aware of us. Uh, so that started a, a great relationship. It is different being professional services as opposed to, like, consumer-facing. So, so your dedication and certainly the mission, um, I, 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 that's something obviously that resonates a lot with me. How does it resonate um, in the marketplace? I think it resonates well. I mean, to, to, be, to give you a very honest answer, uh, most of our clients are not hiring us just because of our give back uh, sure. business model. Um, it's certainly uh, gotten us some amazing meetings with, with uh, folks who are very intrigued by it. Um, and, and I think now we've actually hit a point where some clients will say, you know, all things being equal, um, yeah, we'd love to work with impact makers because you do have this amazing uh, business model. But first and foremost, we've got to be able to deliver the services to have the qualified uh, consultants and the experience that they need to get them the, uh, the consulting, uh, the technology consulting uh, solutions uh, that's, sure. that they're looking for. Well, yeah, it's very much the same, right? So, like, we, at Best Boy, we have, we have products, and we give 100% of our profits back, but that doesn't make anybody want to buy us. I mean, it, our, our mustard still has to be really good mustard yeah. to get people to buy it. So I totally, right. yeah, I totally get that. So talk a little bit, though, Rodney, because I would imagine that the, um, this, this uh, culture of giving and giving back is really um, prominent, like, internally. And how does that motivate your consultants, employees, all of that? Right. So, so while I was saying on the one hand, you know, you, you, we really can't attribute our, our business success on the client side to the model. I mean, I think it certainly helped, but in, in the day, yeah, we're, we're delivering um, important uh, uh, services and, and, and getting people, getting businesses to a better place. So that's there. But on the internal side, from a recruitment and retention standpoint, I think absolutely uh, the model is is the reason for our success. Uh, I mean, I put myself <laughs> in the in the camp of people who came to Impact Makers uh, because of the Make a Difference model. Um, I'd done other consulting, as you mentioned, um, had a, 
really my head in a place where I thought about you know trying to do more for others. And impact makers, of course, combines that. You you yes, you do interesting consulting work, and simultaneously you're supporting uh, the community. What's happened now is is we hoped would happen. The word has spread, and and folks who were um, doing other things as consultants or even 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 an in industry have been attracted to uh, impact makers because they too want to do interesting work, but also have an opportunity to um, provide uh, the same types of services we provide for our fee-paying clients for the community, the, the pro bono support, along with obviously the, uh, the financial support we give those partners. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I would think too that would be um, that particularly important these days as you know unemployment rates are so, so low. And so um, I would imagine that you have a, a good amount of luck attracting really top-notch consultants there. That's really, that's cool. When were you no, B Corp ahead, certified, yeah. Rodney? What year? We started when B Corp started. <laughs> so we're, we're actually at year number, I think it's eight now, uh, as a certified B Corp. We were among the first uh, 40 companies certified nationally. Wow. Um, I'd I, I like to say, I, mean, I, I think this is a fair statement, there are a number of companies out there, you could use you know, certainly Patagonia as an example, who were B Corps before they were B Corps. Sure. <laughs> they were already inclined to do amazing things for the environment in terms of the, the lessening that impact. Uh, to take care of their employees, and then also to have a community impact. And that's certainly where um, Impact Makers was, because that's how we started. We, we were that way from our founding in 2006 uh, forward. Um, but then the B Corp certification what was a recognition and, and really a collection, a collecting of, uh, of like-minded uh, companies who had said, yeah, we, we really do care about these things. And, and, and the how part of, of our business, of how we do our business, is critical. It's not just making money. Uh, it's, it's, it's the how you do it. It's, it's the impact in all those different areas that, that really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys, um, did you tell me this? I believe you did on the pre-interview that you were really involved with the benefit corporation legislation in Virginia. Is that right? That, that's right. That's right. So that's the other thing where we, we sort of had to reinvent the wheel because there was no wheel to use for us. As a company that wanted to be, um, for all intents and purposes, community-owned, um, there really wasn't a legal structure out there that allowed for that. We wanted to uh, be community-owned but also uh, preserve our uh, business purpose, which really is helping the community, making a difference, and actually giving away uh, profits. Uh, there was a, the reason uh, the, the folks at B Lab championed benefit corporation laws nationally is really that they wanted companies to be able to to be who they wanted to be, but also not face um, potential legal repercussions by not um, putting shareholder return first. <laughs> and we basically went through a number of different gyrations uh, to create a corporate structure that that let us do that. Uh, then we see in two other states at that point, that was Maryland and Vermont, this amazing structure called the Benefit Corporation. Uh, and, and in a nutshell, the Benefit Corporation is, is, a, you would, is a legal structure, a legal recognition uh, through a state, uh, state's corporate laws that you can have a purpose um, beyond just making a profit. You can be focused on the environment. You can be focused on uh, educational initiatives. You can be focused on the arts. Whatever that is, you can have a benefit, a public benefit uh, focus that's beyond just your bottom line. And, and, and we absolutely have a bottom line, at least the first bottom line, yes. We have to make a profit to be able to, to sustain ourselves and be able to give away uh, profits. Um, but at the end of the day, we also have the social impact uh, focus and the benefit corporation law 
uh, recognizes and protects that. Um, what, what's fascinating to me is in, in Virginia, which by all analysis is a you know, fairly conservative state in terms of adopting new things, um, Virginia, um, in, in a very – actually, an absolutely bipartisan manner, um, adopted this legislation the first time it was put forward. And I really think that is a, a tribute to the fact that the, uh, the benefit corporation um, status, the recognition, is sort of the best of both worlds. Yes, it is um, definitely protecting companies who want to do good. And, and maybe you say that's more of a, a liberal or social focus. That, that's that's one, one view. Um, but on the other hand, you're saying to the world, yeah, let's use the power of business to, to address these issues, whether they're environmental uh, or socially related. Um, businesses actually can make um, uh, strides towards doing that if we enable them, if we protect them through this uh, law. So uh, that's how Virginia was able to adopt it unanimously. We were the third state to enact it, uh, enact the law. Well, it's it's that's interesting because you know Indiana, which is always known as being super progressive, liberal, and everything else. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> right? No, that um, the same thing. Benefit corporation legislation. Everybody was sort of thinking, oh, it was going to have to go up multiple times, and it went through the very first time in in what sounds like a very similar fashion as Virginia. So that's, yeah. that's kind of no, interesting. It, no, it's fantastic, and I think the count is is. I think it's 37 states now, uh, including some of the larger states like, um, well, states that have more corporations like uh, New York, California, Delaware. All of those states now have it. Um, so it's certainly you know, fair to say that the majority of states, <laughs> the overwhelming majority of states now, now recognize benefit corporations. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're talking business structure, there was something you said to me that at first threw me, but then you explained it. You said, um, we're owned by the community. Right. Do you remember right. when so, you said that to me? Well, you said it to us during the pre-interview, and I was like, "What does he mean exactly?" And then you explained what happened in 2015. Right. So, yeah. So the quick story there is, and, and going back to, I guess, starting before 2015. So I was talking about the, the the gyrations, the legal gyrations we went through to create impact makers, and and preserve our mission and be able to be all profits to charity. So that took a lot of of um, gymnastics, legal gymnastics, corporate gymnastics to, to make happen. Um, but at the end of the day, we were trying to recognize a commitment we'd made from day one, which is, yeah, end of the day, uh, if Impact Makers is bought or sold, you know, we, we want the, the proceeds of that, the, the, the impact of that to go to the community. Now, on a, on a daily or ongoing basis, we were making that commitment through the charitable contributions and the pro bono work we do. But we also wanted to look to, which in some cases you can say is an inevitable event is when you know, a company is, is bought or sold, particularly in the uh, consulting industry. But it was really, honestly, a, a promise because there was no you know, legal obligation to do that. Uh, that changed in 2015. Uh, we, we actually did a couple things in 2015, including uh, reincorporating as a benefit corporation. Uh, the law had been passed in 2011. Um, we, we, as I think I mentioned, we started in 2006, so we uh, converted to be a benefit corporation. And in addition to doing that, um, we also formally gifted uh, the, the stock ownership of Impact Makers to uh, the Community Foundation of Richmond and then Virginia Community uh, Capital, uh, Community Development Bank. Uh, and what that means as a practical matter is that we have 
through a legal agreement, um, gifted <laughs> that ownership. So again, if there's a, a, a sale event of the company, the proceeds, the, the shares, uh, or the, the value of those shares goes to those entities. The really cool part, though, <laughs> is what they what those entities have committed to do. So you, the community foundation, like most nat community foundations around the country, is committed to uh, philanthropy uh, throughout the greater Richmond area. And they now are focused on uh, impact investing mm -hmm. and supporting companies that uh, do the things that we have done uh, since our start. Uh, and same for Virginia Community Capital. Their community development bank or capital bank is a development bank, and they are focused on uh, helping companies um, now like us to uh, to be successful. So the the cool part about it is that the the legacy of impact makers really will be. Uh, this ongoing uh, impact through other companies that adopt um, you know similar uh, similar models and want to have this uh, you know, this make a difference uh, business. I haven't heard of too many um, companies that have done what you did in 2015. What about um, I have yeah. one more uh, question. I want to talk about who you guys how you go about giving your hundred percent. What right, what, right. I mean, what community organizations are you impacting? How do you go about selecting those? No, that's a good. It's a good. A good question. Actually, a question I get quite often, especially now that we're better known. A lot of folks are interested in. Well, how exactly do we become you know an impact makers uh, partner in terms of speaking to other other charities in, in our area? Um, we actually operate in multiple cities now, but uh, particularly in Richmond, we are blessed with uh, so many wonderful charities. We actually are doing a lot of work in the. Um, Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, uh, similarly there, an amazing group of charities. So, you know, how in the world do you ever <laughs> sort you narrow down the group? Because obviously we can't give to uh, to everyone. Um, so if you look at the uh, our, our legal documents, the, the structure of the company, we really only have a couple parameters in terms of who we, um, we partner with. Uh, basically, we do not partner with uh, groups that have a religious or political affiliation. Uh, we carved out those. Um, but then we have a broadly stated theme of uh, partnering with organizations that help others help themselves. Well, that is a pretty broad, <laughs> broad category because I think that fits uh, uh, probably most charities uh, uh, out there. Um, as a practical matter, we have tended through the years now, uh, again since 2006, to focus on charities that are focused on uh, improving family health. Hmm. And you know, family health can involve actual physical health, and, and we have several partners that are, for example, providing uh, medical assistance. Uh, particularly, we have one partner, Family Lifeline, and, and their sole purpose is, is to bring uh, medical assistance into the home. Uh, so folks who, um, be it the elderly or be it a, a new family, that, that whole age spectrum, who uh, would benefit from having someone actually come to, to their household. Uh, to provide the services. Another one of our charity partners, uh, Arx Partnership, is, in, is responsible in Virginia for managing the distribution of donated pharmaceuticals across the free clinic system. So here you're getting um, very important, very needed uh, medications uh, to families uh, through the free clinics across the, uh, the state. Um, so that's that's how things have evolved. Uh, uh, a number of these organizations, and another partner um, comes to mind is the Peter Paul Development Center, which is an after-school program um, in the east end of Richmond, um, an area that is, has way more than its share of poverty and other issues. Um, Peter Paul is this oasis in the middle of that, 
where their kids come in. Um, they, yes, they have additional um, after-school education, but there's also nutritional element, health elements, um, just all-around support elements, and, and those kids are seeing um, – are experiencing um, getting better education, they're staying in school, their, their graduation rates are higher, and they're healthier, uh, which also, of course, leads to, uh, to better outcomes all the way around. So to, to summarize that, I'd say the theme is you know, just trying to get families to a healthier place uh, and, and everything that that means. Um, Rodney, what advice would you give to other companies who are maybe interested in developing some sort of a um, – corporate responsibility program or growing their programs? Yeah, that's a good question because you certainly see, I think, uh, and, and this is this is great, you know, more and more companies that are, um, if not already doing something in this area, you know, seriously considering it. And, and I, um, you could say, well, they're just doing that to be, you know, uh, um, for marketing purposes. They have to be with, you know, with the trend and, and all that. Well, okay, that, that may be true in some cases, but uh, what I've also seen is companies may have started out with that motivation, but then once they see the um, the impact on their employees and, and obviously the impact on the community, um, they realize, no, you know what, this is this is really important and this is really becoming who we are. Um, particularly, I, I mean, I think it, it, this give back mentality cuts across generations, but having at least one millennial amongst my kids, I can tell you that that that, that generation in the workforce. Um, it, it's it's not even a um, discussion item for them whether a company is going to be so inclined. It's it's table stakes. They're they're coming to companies. They're actually selecting companies based on much more than just what are you going to pay me and how much vacation time do I get. Uh, they want to know um, what that company's environmental impact is. They want to know what the commitment is to uh, the community. They want to know um, basically how they're taking care of their people. You know, all those things are critical um, to them. So uh, what, what's cool now is I think companies, more and more companies are getting that and, and integrating it into, um, into the corporate structure. And, and I guess that would be my advice is, is to think of it not just as a one-off, yeah, we're going to go give some money and do a community project. Really try to think of it as who you are and, and, and who, your, who your team is and, and make it more you know, tied back more to the company's mission. Okay, Rodney. Well, can you let our listeners know how they can find out more about um, Impact Makers? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So uh, please visit our website, um, uh, impactmakers.com. You'll see contact information for me on there as well. Um, I love conversations like this, and, and I can tell you I've never turned down an email or a phone call inquiry from someone who said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business that is going to have a give back model or hey I'm thinking of B Corp certification or hey this this Newman's own 100% thing is just crazy but I I am so inspired I'll I'll take any of those calls any of those emails any of those texts any day um and and would love to help and I I'm speaking for my colleagues here at Impact Makers too um to us as, as we've said really since the the inception of the company we we want other folks to copy this model i mean we copied it from newman's own essentially <laughs> and and if we can so inspire other companies that's that's another way to further our mission all right rodney well thank you so much it's been delightful talking with you again and i hope to see you in the future absolutely i can't thank you enough for the opportunity thanks rodney okay thank you Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com. 
or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take Take care care in in business. business. Taking Care in Business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information.